You're listening to Outback on 95BFM. Indeed you are, and if you are just tuning in, uh, this morning we are doing a bit of a focus on ambient television, which is a screening uh, taking place at the Audio Foundation on Wednesday. Uh, it collects works, new video works, uh, and slightly older works by six video artists, including myself, uh, and I'm also involved in organising it. But I thought it would be nice to do a bit of a focus and uh, hopefully some of you will want to come along. Uh, Wednesday night at the Audio Foundation starts at 6pm. Uh, the first interview this morning is with Louise Menzies. Uh, Louise is an artist that uh, I've had the pleasure of speaking to on ArtBank several times before. Um, uh, and she is always working on interesting and exciting things. Her work tends to involve... Uh, a heavy amount of research and working with uh, archival materials and often reproducing and juxtaposing uh, material from collections in interesting ways across media forms. Uh, We're going to jump into the interview now. This is me speaking to Louise Menzies about the work she'll be screening in ambient television. And we're talking about going to the density of it, which is this uh, video work juxtaposing uh, the audio from Julian Dashford's Blue Poles and the video of Robert Smithson and Nancy Holt's collaboration, Swamp. And it was commissioned uh, for a circuit uh, project in which artists were invited to respond to Julian Dashford's practice. It's such a rare thing to see a number of, you know, six or seven artists all responding to the same subject in the same context. Do you remember how you felt when you first saw your work suddenly in the context of these other responses yeah yeah I remember going to the screening it was really it was really satisfying I recall just really enjoying how I guess differently everyone had taken up that brief it definitely helps bring something to my work but then you know around that narrative of Julian's legacy um but then I yeah I guess I hope it does something on its own as well which yeah, which, I mean, it will probably feel completely different in the screening that you're putting together. Have you had other experiences producing work to a specific theme? I have. Um, I often, um, like, a group show, I think, is a kind of maybe parallel to that screening program. A screening format maybe holds you more tightly in the space of, of the theme, perhaps, than an exhibition does, but I see them in a similar way. And I recall the brief being quite open, um, in particular, um, the curator George Clark had, um, I think he had really, he enjoyed reading Julian's book, This Is Not Writing, and that was the impetus for the screening, which was called This Is Not Cinema. Um, uh, but, of course, it was explicitly for cinema, so I think there was that, um, the, you know, that sort of tension of context um, even sort of tied up in the very project itself and I guess as much as um, Julian's legacy being the context for that work I think cinema was also a very specific um, and relevant context for what I ended up making. That leads into my next question which is around uh, the video that you've interpolated into your work. Uh, It's this Robert Smithson and Nancy Holt work that you talk about uh, originally watching on YouTube in the kind of early days of YouTube. And is is the work Swamp, is it originally produced for projection? That's such a great question. I don't know the original context of how it was shown. 
Um, I th- I would imagine that it was projected. I think all film was at the time it was made. Um, I like the idea that it's being returned to a projected format. I guess that's kind of behind your question there. Um, I also like the acknowledging that the shift in multiple formats and just the nature of circulation that is kind of present in the work. So because what you're watching is actually a VHS copy of the original, um, you know, 16 millimeter work. And then it's now kind of a digital projection that you experience when you're in the screening. So there's all those kind of, um, yeah, different versions of, of a, of a document. And I guess that's quite, um, a large part of how I think about Julian's work was, I think he was really interested in the nature of documentation and was very kind of smart about how images circulated and what they could mean and, and how they traveled in the art world specifically, but maybe in, maybe more generally, um, when I had finished this work, I found myself thinking about how images are kind of very entwined with our own, with our own selves or with, you know, autobiography. So, you know, I think that recording Julia makes, um, it's funny, you know, like you don't see the paintings and you just hear kids running around and people trying to get out of where, you know, how can they get out? And then, you know, kind of shuffling shoes and stuff, but, you know, I think Pollock was really important to Julian. So, yeah, there's a kind of tongue-in-cheek thing there. But, yeah, I think um, he, you know, I'm sure he went there to see those paintings for a, um, a deeper reason too. Maybe when you think about those sort of devices uh, or strategies for producing conceptual work, be it uh, juxtaposing these two appropriated uh existing works like you have or recording a painting like he did you have to kind of have a sincerity or or a reason to choose the subjects you choose yeah yeah I think that's true I mean I suppose I I ended up thinking about swamp um because it's something that's important to me as a work that yeah interestingly I did encounter in the early days of YouTube um but it was just a work that stuck with me sometimes you can't really say why you feel deeply influenced and drawn to something but it was just one of those moments um and yeah and I I guess my mind went back to it thinking about this um this question of the document and yeah experiencing something um yeah, in a, medi- in a mediated way. There's something in this idea of YouTube, you know, early YouTube, which feels like a term that must be floating around. You know, it's been long enough that YouTube's kind of altered uh, the internet and that access to moving image. Firstly, does it feel like an experience from a simpler time? And secondly, have you had any subsequent art experiences that were really tied into YouTube? Yeah, I don't know if it was simpler or not. I mean, I think it was exciting. Um, You know, it was kind of really freeing and stimulating to get to see these works, um, to get to watch works that you might have read about or um, couldn't see otherwise. And um, I guess subsequently most, you know, art video has moved off YouTube, so it's not a place that I go now to view things that, but I, you know, I still think the internet has made that possible in a way that 
I can still get excited. You can still watch something and feel really excited. And in a sort of broader sense, there's this, you know, we've talked about this uh, transmediation, uh, 16 millimeter to VHS to YouTube, back to a projection. And I was wondering if you feel like you have to navigate issues of maybe uh, analog fetishization or nostalgia with this sort of work. I guess I, I wasn't interested in fetishizing film through making this work. Um, I think that it feels very much like a digital experience, watching it on YouTube and watching it in the cinema. The, um, you know, the quality of the VHS copy is not great. Um, so I don't think it feels like film, even though you can know that it was. So maybe it's more of a sort of... Um, it's more that you can have an awareness of all of those translations and kind of copies that the work's gone through um, to get to this point. Um, but, you know, of course I have made, have made work that on 60 millimeter that stays in that format and I do love analog film. Um, and I guess there's always that you're always negotiating that question of, um, yeah, of sort of rarity or, you know, um, you, you know, for some people, a, a sort of slippery sort of nostalgia or, um, yeah, a kind of uh, um, a, a, a difference. But, you know, I think that, like, no medium is neutral. So um, perhaps formats that are slightly not of our time remain interesting to me because perhaps they can help reveal that. That was Louise Menzies, uh, and if you are interested in the work she was describing, uh, you can see it on Wednesday night at the Audio Foundation as part of Ambient Television. We're going to jump into a couple of tracks now. This is Sets with Higher Ground, and after that, some ESG. 95 BFM's Art Bank. 